This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends 2 2023 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Junkies, how the devil are we all? It's back. But is it the same old Leicester? The Premier League is back, and we've got it all covered here on Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe.
it was all going so well. 1-0 up at half-time. Got a second at the brilliant timing just after the uh, the break kicked off. I missed it because I was still... I'd lost my link. <laughs> and, uh, and then we let them back in. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes, yes. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. That first half, I thought, this is the old Leicester. And then it all went tits up. Um, when is in? How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Um, Lee is in. Good evening, Lee. How are you, sir? Uh, he said, it's definitely the real one, mate. I think Rennie was asking if you are real or fake. Uh, he is real, believe you me, he is real. Uh, feel, feels like we lost. Still can't understand why he took KDH off. You and me, you and me both, mate. You and me both. And I have a feeling Brad might have something to say about it as well. Doug's in. Good evening, Doug. How are you? Welcome along, sir. Um if I'll post a pic on Twitter screen, watching Leicester till I die. Things you've got to do, Lee. Things you've got to do. David, welcome along. Uh, we looked so good in the first half. Poor mentality and lack of quality subs in the second half. Five subs. We used one. Seriously? Um, David, this was one game where I felt we would definitely let our opponent back into it. Brentford didn't really turn it on, in my opinion, although they did improve, but they didn't have us on back foot. We self-destructed. <sighs> Fair comment, uh, Brad? Self-destructed? Newcastle away. The the Everton game. Tottenham Hotspur at home. That second half summed up last season. First half was fun. First half was actually decent, but... When is Brendan Rodgers going to get it through his skull that we cannot defend as a complete unit as a team? Because every time we've tried it, and this is, and I'll answer the questions that we were asked in the chat for you, Chris. The reason he took off KDH was because we were 2-1 up. If we was 2-0 up, he would have taken Vardy off and he'd have put Dakar on and he'd have kept it as it was. The second they got back into it, he did exactly what he's done in every scenario since the start of last season. And that is, he went defensive. He went a, fat, a flat back line of five, followed by a front line of three in front of that, with the closest secondary striker playing that holding role in front of that, and then Vardy on his own. And it's cost us so many points last season, he's still not learned. And that's what cost us the game. Just it's... to show here, sorry, just to show, um, no, not a problem, Lee, not a problem. You've made me feel, I've not eaten all day. I am absolutely starving. Just for Renate, there you can see it is the real one himself. I mean, it's almost like you're surprised that we talk to each other. Um, we, we do. Lee, mate, I tell you what, no, I... I I am so deflated. Um, the only thing that's keeping me going is that we're not Man United. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, you know, with every bad thing, there's always a positive, isn't there? You know? There is. 
And at half-time, I was absolutely ecstatic because Man United and Nottingham Forest were in the bottom three. But, you know, I'll, I'll end the day with Forest being in the bottom three. And, yeah, quite happy there, quite happy. So, <laughs> Brad, I mean, let's look Let's look at the game. I mean, 2-2, two, two, I think we, we, we both think, you know, I asked, is it was it two points lost or one point held on to at the end? Um I just, Lee says here, so annoying. And it was, Vardy had no input except for the assist. Yet Brendan took KDH off for Dakar. I mean... Because he wanted to go defensive. He wanted to play one yeah, on yeah. But, play but then, if he wants to go defensive, why bring Dakar on? Because he wants to exploit Dakar's pace as a run-on mechanism, not a sprint onto a loose ball like Vardy does. He wants to play Dakar as a flipping greyhound. As soon as we overturn that ball, you go like you bolt like a greyhound out the traps, will not the ball long. We know Vardy can flick it into an open area, you run into it. That's exactly what they tried to do. It failed for the majority of the time miserably. And again, mate, this is a game that we should have won but could have lost and somehow got away with a draw. And as confusing as that sentence may be, if you slow it down and say it again, it actually probably sums up this game perfectly for how it went. Because... I get what you're saying. I mean, Lee Chappie says there, take off the hot and soul out of the midfield. He was having a, a good game. Oh, yeah. A wondrous goal. Um, I mean, it, we've got some hard games coming up. We've got Arsenal, and whatever we joke about Arsenal, that's going to be a hard game. We've got Chelsea... We have got Man United, but you know we know they're always they're always a, a hard game. Um, I just I just think oh it's the first game, it's the first game. Liverpool yeah, yeah. draw against Fulham. You know who do we you know? We, well, look at the prediction league, mate. We were miles off with that one, weren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's it is the first game. I I and had let's be honest with you, had we come off here being two one. Um, we would quite easily have, you know, been praising Rogers and saying, "Yep, the old Leicester is back." But in the end, we were actually lucky to only have to only be letting uh, letting two in, thanks to uh, thanks to um, VAR. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't be saying that at two nil up, mate. You should never go to a game and be two nil up in the close in the closing half hour of the game and, and come away saying we're lucky we got away with the point. Should never, it just shouldn't happen. No disrespect to them, but it shouldn't happen to pretty much. In fact, it shouldn't happen to anyone in the Premier League. Probably right. barring, probably barring Man City on their on their if they're on form like like they have been. Maybe Liverpool at most, but anyone else, if you're turning a lot with less than half hours ago, you should be holding out. Yeah, I mean Manchester City at the moment are two 0 up against West Ham. Spencer said the point there. Why only make one sub if you can make five? Barely made three when he had the opportunity to at some point. See, it wasn't going to impact Brendan. I still think there's a lot of players there that he's keeping because, and they're not because he wants to. It's because, mm. right? We can't get rid of him. We might as well give him a chance. I feel like, I feel like sometimes Brendan does things begrudgingly. Mm. And I, I don't think all the times he's a hundred percent honest with some of the players there because I don't understand how you can go from trying desperately to negotiate a sale to now the word is that 
Pratt's happy to stay and yeah. fight the place at Leicester. Uh, no smoke about fire with either story in a sense, just because one's positive and one's negative in the sense that you want to get rid of him. But I don't know. I yeah, it's the first game, but I. I I would be more comfortable in a weird way, the scoreline being two all had Brentford done something to really initiate the changing of the mm. game because they really didn't, even at two one, they really didn't press that well. We just went to that defensive, sit back like scared little rabbits in the headlight, deer in the headlights, and allow them the space. You saw at that last second it was almost like indeed he'd had enough that he charged out way too late for him to curl it in. And it actually mm. probably ruined and I'll be really annoyed if people stop coming in here saying, oh, if so-and-so, if, you know, if Warren wasn't, well, this is why we need to get key. Warren had a great game. He was commanding. He got yeah. the ball. He collected it well. He just did it. There was nothing he could do pretty much either got from where I'm standing. And you know my stance on goalkeepers. Well, you know, Ward, Ward to be honest with you, um, a clean sheet would have been good for him, for his confidence. He had yeah. very little to do in the first half, let's be honest with you. Um, the first goal... He, he, you know, <laughs> he was let down by his defence. And we're going to go through the team in a second. Uh, but no, you cannot blame Ward for those at all. Um, Spencer says it's 27 degrees. He should have made light-for-light changes like Brentford did. I'm going to take Lee. Lee, how the devil are you, sir? It's been a long time. Wondered what had happened to you. Has Emma been <laughs> kept you locked in the cellar again, Ashtree? Ah, oh, you know what she's like. You know what she's like. You just thought it was handcuffs. Uh, but I said, let's just take some positives. Come on, first game, KDH shouldn't have come off, grow your beard back. I mean, yes, I, I think it is the first game. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, people that come and say, well, Roger's out. It's game one. You know, there's 37 to, to go. As everybody says, it's not a sprint. It's, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, let's... Let's take some positives. That first half was Leicester of old, as in pre-last season. Yep. Oh, no, of... I... Sorry, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, I I actually think the Leicester of old for the last three or four seasons has been the defensive side of Leicester, the slow sideways passing. I think this was almost a re... the first half was almost a, a revamped version of that. I don't know if it was even exactly the Leicester of old, to be honest with you. And when I say Leicester of old, I mean as in, I mean last season, we ne we never saw that first half performance last season, apart from the last three or four games. You know, we were we were on front foot. We had them worried. We had a lot more possession. We had three or four times more shots than they did. But the second half, as a, a definitely game of two halves, this was because the second half. It all went to pot, and we let them get a, a foothold. I mean, what a perfect start to the second half with that goal. A lot of people weren't even sat down. I'd lost my stream, and I couldn't get it back up in time. I didn't see the the goal until they showed it again later. Um, but brilliant, brilliant effort from KDH in off the post. But we are, like I say, you know, let, let's, let's shut that aeroplane door and not get ready to jump maybe just yet, you know. Um, you see, David says it would have been okay if we drew 2 2 and looked semi ordinary and not a tech. Uh, then it's used the first game of the season would apply to be so in control 55 to 60 minutes. 
Make one sub, sorry, poor management for me. The second half, I would totally agree with you. But the first half, that, that team, we're going to have a look at the team now, but that team I thought was a good team to start. Um, a few more comments before we do that. Only positive outside of KDH. Ward looked very composed in goal, and we didn't concede for many set pieces. Other than that, Castagna was good. Madders wasn't at it for me. Uh, indeed, he was at best 40%. Um, Madders' passes were just overcooked most of the time, even if uh, close to being perfect. He never got going for me. Well, let's have a look at the team here, Brad. Looking at that team, when I when I saw it up from, we now know obviously who the number one goalkeeper is going to be going into to the season. I hope Everson gets some game time in the cups. I think Ward has earned his chance. He was a twelve million pound player. Why go out and buy? Uh, a, a, another goalkeeper and waste money on that, which we haven't got apparently. When we got Ward sat there, to be honest with you, I don't think we particularly missed um, missed Casper today. And I love him to bits. Don't get me wrong; I absolutely love him to bits for what he's done. But I think it was just time for a change. Yeah, it was going to happen sooner rather than later. I I remember when we did the show. I was more thinking next year, but it is what it is, and. At the end of the day, we paid half million for him, and very rarely do you hear people criticising when he seems to play. I mean, some people say, "Oh, the Forest game," but the whole team was a shambles that game. We, we excuse anybody. Well, we don't excuse them, but you know, mm. I'm not going to lay the blame at the goalkeeper for conceding four when the team in front of you is a shambles. So it's good to see. Uh, I think we're going to get to an interesting area in the next couple of spots, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that be. But yeah. The team was given on paper what you could see in front of you and every player that's available. That was the lineup you were probably expecting. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we haven't got Ricardo in there. It was a back three. Um, obviously, when, when you were going forward, a back five defending, but Amati, Evans, and Fafana. Now, a lot of people jumping on Amati's back. I mean, oh, how quickly we changed. Last season, he was probably the best defender, and he was the only defender that we had fit for most of the season. <laughs> you know, we, we said, didn't we, how things have changed? Because the season before, we wouldn't have done. But last season, he was probably one of the first names on the sheet. But does he work better in a back four than a back three? Um, I think he can. But I don't think he can work alongside Wesley Fafana. I think he needs to, if he's in a back three, you need Johnny Evans in there. Um, yeah. And I'll explain that more why when to, to the second bit. But hmm. if he's in a back two, it has to be Evans that's fit, and that's why I think it was interesting to see him today because. It's a question that kind of got mentioned once or twice, but never really talked about. And that's what that and that was if Leicester did play a three at the back, because we just assumed go back to Mafana and Evans being the front two, no one considered a three. Who would it be? Would it be a Marty or Soyunchu who was given the nod? And we're seeing that that, that clearly Brandon is appreciative of everything and the effort that was given by a Marty last season. Yeah. When means filling and he deservedly started and suppose. People might be moaning, bemoaning him a little bit in some spring, especially Tony's goal. But in reality, he was also only following orders like the rest of the team was for, for the way they were playing that second half. I think he did all right. I don't think the 
you know, up until that goal, I don't remember Ward having too much notable to do apart from a few grabs. I think in the first half, you know, he was uh, yeah. you know, take his picnic on, to be honest with you, but it did raise a few eyebrows in the watch along that we did earlier when uh, Amati was uh, ahead of Soyuncu, but you know. We don't know all these rumours that are flying about about who might be going, etc. You don't know what you don't. We don't know what's happening off the pitch. But Justin and Castagna were the uh, wing backs. Um, so making the five at the back, defending three going forward. Um, I thought they both had reasonable games, but especially Castagna. And wow, did he take his goal well? Yeah, he did. It's kind of weird, isn't it? You know. You know, I got so used last season to Leicester's conceding from, from, from corners that when we scored from I didn't know how to celebrate it. <laughs> you know, I know. I know. Clearly, clearly something we've been working on because we've scored it. We actually, since, since that curse was that, you know, when Fafana returned and scored the goal, it was not too dissimilar, was it? It was a run to that mm. edge of the six-yard area that they got flick on and went, and went in. So we've scored a couple from that routine. So it's something that's paid off. And, uh, you know, not conceding from one was also nice as well. So, yeah, getting a set-piece goal and not conceding one, there, there was definitely some positive. And again, the majority of the match, actually, believe it or not, was... Well, when we when we scored from a corner, um, we had our commentator at the match. He just I said, don't believe it. No, I didn't either. Uh, well, I definitely did not tweet out that Leicester scored Again, one or two people said about Tielemans uh, being in there. I I think if we don't play him, we're cutting off our nose to spite our face because I said he was our best player. I got shot down because people were saying, no, Vardy's better, Madison's better, Fafana's better. My argument is, I don't know whether you will agree with me here, is that if we don't get a decent offer by Arsenal, who apparently still haven't put an offer in yet, before a certain time when we probably can't get a chance to replace him, do we hold on to him, even if he doesn't sign a new contract? Because I believe he can be the difference between us finishing, say, 7th and 8th and getting European or not. And if we get some form of European football that will almost compensate for us not getting a penny for him in the transfer market. Yeah. Um, You're breaking up, Brad. Sorry. Sorry, can you hear me now? Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was saying hindsight would be a wonderful thing to have right now because hindsight is the only way you, that Leicester are going to be able to see it because... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for all the talk of all these players that the Newcastle keep bidding for, um, chucking you know money around like it's a monopoly, and they've got all the cash from the bank. Um, but none of them players seem to put in a performance that said, I don't really want to be here. No. Um, so we always say we've we've transferred rumor stories that there's no smoke without fire, and I like said that works both ways because for all the talk that these players seem to go out and they're press conferences and whatnot and say how they're, they're happy to be, you know, even we've seen reports saying they're happy to be at Leicester mm. and, and whatnot. You, you didn't see anything that was untoward that to suggest it wasn't like that. And yeah. at the end of the day, again, like you said, mate, you don't want to bite your, you know, bite your nose, bite your face just because 
it's it's not logical it doesn't work out it, very no, easily. no no it doesn't at all um if we lose him we're going to lose him but let's you know let's play him while we've got him i mean you know i saw two things that stuck out in my mind was Madison, when he walked on the pitch and he had his hands up applauding the fans, and I don't think it was a goodbye gesture. I think it was a sort of pleased to see you again gesture. I don't think he's going to go to Newcastle. I think he, he will use that in his favour to, to sign a better contract from us. And Tielemann's face, because, I mean, Tielemann's hit the post uh, oh. with an effort. His face, when that didn't go in, I'm sorry, that is not a man, that is not a man that... <laughs> doesn't want to be here. He's 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 playing his football. He's not going to do it. You know, Canty, as much as I love these players, couldn't wait to get off. You know, he couldn't wait to leave. You know, the, he hadn't even sort of, um, you know, collected his stuff from the lock at the end of the season and he was on his way to Chelsea. Mares, you know, went on strike, threw his toys out the pram and it said he had a mental health problem because we wouldn't let him go. You know, bollocks. He sat on the Manchester, Charles de Gaulle airport waiting for his... his um, his manager to ring him and tell him which flight to get on to when he would sign him. So I honestly think Tielemans, whilst he's here, in whichever form that is, whether it's signing another one-year extension so that we can at least get something, or playing his contract down, I do not see him not giving not giving 100%. Well, that's what you'd like to think, wouldn't you? You'd definitely like to think that. You'd like to say that's how it's going to go, and, and if it does go like that, then yeah, of course it's a, it's it's almost like you know when you know when you get a gesture of goodwill paid. Yeah, it almost feels a little bit like that in, in a weird sort of way because it's like, well, I'll leave you with this sort of thing, and it's like, all right, we don't get nothing for you, but we get we get some European football next season. All right, mate, mm. that, that, that's fine if you're happy to do that. You can discuss your future after the season. You'll be a free agent, and we'll see. And we've said it. We've said it for about two years, Chris. Enjoying why he's here. Yeah. He lines up yeah, next yeah. week in Leicestershire. Brilliant. Great. Especially if he play. If he's allowed to play like he was in the first half, and the whole team is, then brilliant. Great. We'll definitely yes. win a lot more than we'll lose. But and I think had he been able to play his normal role last season, he'd have had a lot more suitors knocking on the door for him. But because he was having to play more defensive, I do think people might be backed off thinking, oh, you know, yeah. I don't, we don't know, like you say. Randy says, why can't we play Pratt um, for Yuri? I don't, I don't think he's the straight straight swap, is he? Well, actually, I think he is. And I think that's why Pratt shoved out the sidelines. Um, Pratt, predominantly, to my memory, was picking up the right side of that midfield, which is where you normally see you're reoperating between the middle and that. I think they shared similar roles and Brendan was never shy of the fact that he he liked what he saw from some of the reserve players when he first got here. And I think, you know, he's always been an admirer of the midfield area in terms of KDH. So if anyone was going to naturally go into that role, it probably is Pratt. And that's probably the only reason he's, he said, look, I need you to stay is if... Tenements goes, mm. you're in, and you, you look at the Casper situation. You know, you, if you look at that, you know maybe perhaps looked at that situation, had the same conversation with Ward, going, "Look, if I sell to Michael, you're, you know, you're going to be the number one. I am going to trust you with it." And, and mm. perhaps gone, "Right, what's the situation?" And he's gone, "Well, you said you wanted to go, so I'm still, we're still trying to sell you." 
But if Tenemans goes, you're gonna. I, I do want to put you in place. It's the only reason I yeah. can see any any sort of fathom an idea why Dennis Pratt suddenly come out. Come but it's out great news. It's almost like a new signing, isn't it? Usually. Yeah. Indeed, we had in the um. Sorry. Um, Jews before we had in the uh, centre. I know we're going to be coming on to some of these in, in, when you do your tactics uh, later. Uh, NDD, um, it's good to have him back. Was he probably just a little bit ring rusty? He probably was, to be fair. Um, I was surprised that Mendy wasn't given that, especially given the fact that we went to a formation that we used to go to because silly as we thought it was because Mendy didn't trust us. It's, no, it's because Brendan doesn't trust the whole team to play a way mm. that's not conceded them any goals. I'm still trying to figure it out. Sorry, but I'm still trying to process why. You, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. I mean, he should have came on. I I did notice, and I will talk about it a bit more in the, in the game. I also noticed something that Brendan was quite fond of seemed to happen with Ndidi in that first half that I did really like. And I'll talk about it more in depth, but it's something yeah. that has the potential that, if noticed it, could be more of a key to the success of Leicester this season. Yeah. yeah. Vardy, very quiet. Um, again, though, if he's not getting the service, <laughs> he, he's, he, you know, he can't put the goals in. But, you know, he's on the pitch. He's keeping their defence busy. They've always got to watch him. Uh, Daka, I don't, I mean, you know, what did he do when he came on? You know, I, I, I just don't understand that substitution at all. But B. Crom says here, um, we are like a ship sailing on the open sea with no navigation or compass. I'm officially Rogers out. I just think, I'm, you know, and B. Crom, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. I've put your opinion up. You know, I'm not going to say that you were wrong. All I'm saying is 90 minutes. 90 minutes into the season, can we really judge a manager on that 90 minutes? And okay, I get what people are saying. Well, we're actually not judging him on 90 minutes. We're judging him on last season plus 90 minutes. But this season is different. It, it, no, can't compare because last season we had nobody, um, you know, we had so many injuries. We, it was ridiculous. And um, where this season... You remember the, what, do you remember the first game last season, uh, Brad? Do you remember what, what the score was? I only just remember no, that. I'll game. tell you. It was 1-0 against Wolves. Jeez. It was 1-0 against Wolves, yeah. And I wasn't trying to catch you out. It was a rhetorical question. That was an awful game. Had yeah. Wolves had their shooting boots on, we would have lost that game. You mm. know... Um, Ren, I mean, Ren is talking about if Rogers gets sacked, do we get Roberto Martinez? What makes you think he'd want to come, Rennie? What makes you know he's, he's, he's managing Belgium? It, this is a national side, you know, he's done a lot better there than he has in a lot of his recent jobs. Um, no, he hasn't won anything, but he's actually moved Belgium forward. Uh, <laughs> who's to say that he'd actually want to come to Leicester? You know, all these times we've said in the past. Oh, let's get in Mancini. Let's get in um, um, Ancelotti. Ancelotti never wanted to come to Leicester. He'd sooner go to Everton than come to Leicester. Whether we ever approach him or not, I do not know. We can't say we're Leicester. We're not Man United. We're not Man City. So, and, you know, and you're saying here, um, 
Belgium with Dennis and Castagna, that's not going to get him to a club. Come on. You know, I mean, come on, I've never heard of this ridiculous in my life. Is that a, a manager of an international team is going to come to a, a, to Leicester because he's got a, we've got a couple of our players? Who um, Dennis may go, we don't know at the moment. But I just, I just think we're all just jumping on this thing. It's ninety minutes. Let's say we go off now on a twenty match unbeaten run. And we sat in second. Will you still be going, aha, but remember the second half against Brentford? Let's get Rogers out. Let's be sensible. Let's not be bloody stupid. Let's see where we go. This is the match, and let's look at this match and dissect this match, which Brad is going to do in a second. But it is 90 minutes. Um Rogers is the best at in the Premier League uh, in injuring players. Ranieri kept his players healthy. Ranieri did not have Europe to contend with B. Crum. He only had the Premier League to worry about. I think we got knocked out of the two cups very early under Ranieri. So he was basically playing just Premier League games. So I don't think you can uh, um I don't think you can actually compare the two at all, you know. And uh, let's be honest with you, Ranieri. He was shit at picking players, wasn't he? How many players that Ranieri bought after winning the Premier League are still at the club? I don't think any, are they? I don't think so. No. So, you know, if we're comparing Ranieri and Rodgers... Oh, sorry. Van, um, yeah, Ranieri and Rodgers, you know, compare, compares the oh, other way as well. Isn't, isn't Amati a... Is Daniel Amati... He may well be. You may well be. Uh, I agree with you, Chris, says David, but today was one of the few times when I really questioned his explanation of KDH, but it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm, you, I am, I've criticized, you know, Bel, remember the Bell End show? <laughs> remember yeah. that? I criticize him if he makes bad decisions. If he'd made that decision and Dakar had come on and scored, would we not be sat here? Saying the sun shines out of Brendan's arse and what a good tactician he is. Yeah, because we're going to win the game. After the score, we have won the game. We'd have been talking about a oh, good performance. Great tactician that was. Yeah, no, fantastic. So you know, it... but it said that it paid off. We wouldn't have understood it, but we've been saying that the majority of his rate. But I think what was getting to fans. Um, Right in top yeah. four. It's one game. You yeah. know, back in the day, back in the day, everybody's probably a little bit too young, and you are as well, Brad, I'm sure. In the, in the old days, we never even used to see a table for about the first 10 games because it meant sweet FA. So I'm not even looking. I've not quoted the table. I'm not looking. I had a bit of a joke about it during the match, uh, and I think I joked about it last night when um, – when Arsenal were top, I said that means they're going to bring out a best of uh, the season DVD already. Um, but um, uh, hi, Chris just got here. I assume as Rogers out of him has been heard after just one game. Certainly is Terry. Certainly is. Uh, Facebook user, not sure who you are. Not saying Rogers out yet, but he's still making the same bad decisions. Decisions oh. bad. Yep. I mean that's a fair point. But then he made certain decisions. Um, that won us the FA Cup. So I don't, you know, it's all it's all relevant. Uh, B. Crom in sports, you attack the weak link. The manager of Brentford told the team to attack a Marty. Game over. Both goals were his fault. Okay, 
And then how many times did we blame Soyuncu last season? As Terry says there, oh, look, Liverpool drew 2-2, Klopp out. 100%, Terry, 100%. Before we go on to, to, your, to your section, uh, Brad, and we'll do this in a minute, so Joe, get yourself ready. I think that this season is going to be a very interesting one when it comes to sacking managers, because I think... We've got the world. Well, we don't. I don't think we have got the World Cup. Slap bang in the middle of the season. So when that when that kicks off mid November, I think a lot of a lot of clubs will look at where they are and their managers and what sort of season they've had. And now I think was that is when we will see a lot of managers if they're going to go go because I think you've got four weeks then to get a replacement in and get them seeing what the players that they've still got that aren't away. I like, and obviously in time then for the um, January transfer window. So I think that's the time when we'll be looking at it, not after one game and saying he should go, you know. Uh, let's slap, let's yeah, yeah. sack Ten Hag. Let's sack Ten Hag because he's bottom. Let's sack Gerard because they haven't got a point yet. <laughs> like, like Terry said, at Liverpool, um, let's sack Klopp. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, carry on, Brad. No, sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you on saying Rogers out cries after the first game. It's, it's very drastic, to say the, the least. Mm. But to a degree, I can understand the frustrations that people have because we're not talking about new mistakes. We're not talking about uh, a Brentford that changed the formation, changed the way they had and made it hard to deal with Brentford. Really trying to get, you know, we're not... We're not condoning a loss and saying, well, you can't do nothing when the opponents do that to you in the second half. I think we're just, I think a lot of frustration that's leaked into into it is, is that. And I think, minus the Brendan out part, I think there is a lot of stunts behind that, behind that. It's just, it's the same old mistakes that have cost us. Yeah, no, no, I would agree. Like I say, I have called out Brendan and his substitutes in the past as like i say in that very famous show um Rene says here okay chris what's going to happen when we play arsenal i don't know i haven't got a crystal ball Rene. we might beat them three nil who knows <laughs> you tell me do you know what the score is going to be do you know what team brendan's going to put out you may look at that and think yeah and marty we need to bring soyuncu back you know, I'll, I'll rub my crystal ball afterwards and see if we can uh, see if I can find out what's going to happen. Um, Rennie, why can't Rogers change formation in the second half? Well, he actually did when he brought Dakar on, so you know he actually did there. Um, quickly, man of the match, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, chosen by Alan Bennett. I don't think there'll be many people argue with that, and he was man of the match on the. Um, uh, BBC one as well. Yeah, I think it's more than a fair shout. Got his season up and running. He'll be very happy with that. It was a great strike. And, you know, uh, one thing we got, I'm glad we've repeated from last season is, yes, again, Kieran Jewsby Hall feeling right at home as in a Leicester shirt and in the Premier League. Looked, looked, looked yeah. uh, a couple of the rest. And, yeah. Terry said, my only criticism if I hear we will learn from it one more time and we'll scream. Look, this is managers for you. They, you know, how many times did we hear Steve Bruce come out and say, 
Yeah, we're going to learn from it. You know, we're going to do next next week. We're, going to, we're not going to make the same mistakes next week when he does interrupt. That's what they do. Um, I don't know what we expect them to say. Um, David, I'm not. I'm also upset that we lost both Barnes and Pereira for this because of pre-season. No signings, and again, injuries costing us uh, to change formation. Mind you, when Barnes was out before we played Vardy and Atcher. I don't think you can blame those injuries on Rogers. Um, Piera, he was playing, he was playing well. Um, did he not score the goal against Seville? Or was that Barnsley? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, you know, he, he went down. He was on his own. He wasn't being tackled. Even I can't blame the Spanish for that. Um, I, I will say this about Piera as well. He's actually quite injury prone. Yeah, this isn't yeah. just since the new training ground. He's had lengthy injuries for a, for a good while. It could just be a case if he's going to have an unfortunate stage for his career where he's picking up injuries and they're lengthening ones. You can't say, oh, blame what? Blame one of the best top European training facilities in the world for someone having an injury problem. Mm. You can't do that with someone like that. You get these type of players. And Ricardo, to be fair, seems like one of them. He does. I mean, occasionally you have a player come along that, that is a sick note. You know, yeah. I know it was Dewsbury Hall who did score against Seville. Sorry, yeah. my mistake, my mistake. Um, yeah, occasionally you do get a player that is a bit of a sick note, and you just have to make the most of them when you've got them. Thankfully, we've got Castagna, we've got um, Luke Thomas who can come through on the left, and then Justin moves over. So we have got cover in that. Um, in that department, and you know, you're not telling me that Castagna isn't a good standing because look at what he did today, you know. Uh, yeah. but um, we are now um, going to be ready for Brad's tactical analysis. Um, he hasn't got his board, a lot of people are hoping you get your board out, most of them being women, so I don't know what that says. But <laughs> you're going to talk us through the game from a tactical perspective. So, are you ready to go, sir? I'm going to try, and yeah, I'm as, as, I'm as ready as I will be, mate. Here we go. Right, so, as we've already discussed, um, the tactic today, this is how Leicester lined up, and this was the aggressive version of the 3-5-1-1. Uh, uh, as you can see there, it started off positive, and it's exactly what we saw in the first half, you know, and Didi anchoring between defence and midfield, the wing backs were, you know, were, were attacking uh, from the front foot. You had that go between between Dewsbury, uh, between Dewsbury Hall, Yori, and Madison playing that lovely number ten role. And things were looking great in the first half. Uh, but the crook goes on to the next slide for us. And indeed, we can get the stuff these days. You know, it was Leicester Jim, but not as we know it. You know, um, and it was, wasn't it? It was nice. It was a different Leicester of sorts, maybe one of old memories. And and um, we played really well. Yeah, it was still a bit sideways passing, but we were using more of the other whip. We weren't so one-dimensional down that left side. And that triangle of passing was a lot easier to do because we always seemed to have an emergency, in case of emergency player, that all pinged off or went astray, was able to pick up the loose ball. And that was the difference between this season and last season. I'm going to play spot the difference with you guys now, uh, I believe, next on the next slide. 
spot the difference. This is sliding on Ray. I'm going to let you take that one out. I'm going to let you absorb all that. So you don't, know, you don't have to really know they're the players. That's the back three. That's the left back and wing backs. So you know who they are. And that person in the middle whose name you can't see is good old Wilfred and Deeney. So just take that in as a spot line formation. Remember where they are. Okay, sure. Spot the difference. Is Ward falling forward? Now, yeah, you see, Chris, if other people said that, if other people sat there thinking, well, Ward's a lot further forward, Brad, you'd be wrong. <laughs> what it was is it was a complete difference between how Leicester used to play the sideways pace and the patient passing game and how they went about it for at least an hour in today's game. And that was... You know, Wilfred and Didi is going to be key for Leicester this season. I know that sounds like, you know, okay, that's like saying a duck likes to go on walk, Brad. We know that. Mm. Um, but what I mean is, is he evolved this summer. What we used to see, if you remember from Spot the Difference A, was that Wilfred and Didi was practically, would have been, in, in a back three, he'd have made it a back four. And in a back two, he'd have slotted in to make it back three. He was that deep. He was essentially playing centre-back. But in this half, especially in the first half, he reminded me a little bit of Kante in the fact that he would get the ball further up in the field in this scenario and he would go forward with it. And it allowed the attack front line to become a five because he'd have the width of Castagne available to him. He'd have the width of Justin available to him. And he's got either a direct pass to Madison or an escape in case of emergency pass probably a bit shorter and closer to him with Dewsbury Hill or vice versa, depending on which side he wants to break away with. And that meant that Leicester could get in behind a very stubborn and deep Brentford defence. So we saw what it was like last season in slide A, and this is what we start with with slide B. And as we'll go on to another slide here, which isn't slide C, but it is the second half. And it's to analyse exactly what happened. And that was, unfortunately, old Leicester reared its ugly head again. And how it did that with what we'll see here, yeah, like, a, like an old friend that you'd love to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Ivan Tony caused panic at the Leicester's regressed back to a complete mess of defensive team. For the love of God, Brendan, we are not a defensive team. We figured it out. We cannot play it since 11. Stop playing it. That was my mini meltdown. Back to the tactics. As you can see here, the second Brentford got that goal, this is how Leicester went about their business. And this is why Leicester only made one choice, because Leicester played a back a back five with a back three in front of them, and then they had a hit and hope in Dakar, or a, a really long hit and hope if they were in trouble to hit Vardy. That was their job. And I don't understand why he took KDH off. I can't explain that. I'm not a mind reader. But this is exactly how it lined up. So I have to put that in there for accuracy. And this is where the mess is caused. Because when Leicester were further forward and they had that five-yard, ten-yard gain in front and they had a bit more space, the anchor, that is Johnny Evans in that defence, was sat at that point in that emergency defence. Here, he doesn't know whether to go forward and try and force the breakout. He doesn't know whether he's got a command and, and be the anchor and sit back and allow Farner and Amar to try and break it out. They're going to turn around. You know, they were turning round into Yuri Tillemans and James Madison every time because we were so close to them. We've seen it. And I mentioned the games at the start, the Everton game, the Newcastle away game, the top home game. We do this every time and we always come out worse. So 
this is what I mean by Tony caused panic because Leicester could not get back into the attacking motions. And when they did, it was still clustered. It was too tight. And players couldn't make the movements or make them in the first half because they didn't just have to go forward. They had to go out, back into their shape. And then the passes were getting messed up. So Leicester never really recovered from that first goal. And that was when it was like being hypnotised, wasn't it? It was like, it was like you know... Darren Brown went, you're back in the room because Leicester became the old Leicester of last season and defended like a crock of shit as a team. And we can defend as defenders. And by that, I mean, our back five can defend well. But the second we try and get the rest involved, right, they don't like it and they can't do it. So stop it, Brendan. Next slide. I've had my meltdown. I'll finish, Chris. You want the truth? Um, you want the truth? You can handle the oh, truth! <laughs> But yeah, on to the next slide. So the good things, you know, we don't have a bad and an ugly. We don't have an ugly stage because that'd be my one. But the good things was we played that high line that I've just talked to you about. The general first half was actually really good. We know it was with Madison, Dewsbury Hall for his goal, Yori Tillemans, I think a Marty even had a pop up on stage. We showed something that maybe when we were trying to pass it into that El Arsenal style last season, this first half we showed we're not afraid to shoot. We're not afraid to try and get their numbers up and be up there with the Fardis and Dakers from the front line. Uh, we actually looked good. Uh, for, 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 for what, 58 minutes, we looked like a team that actually put everything behind us and were looking good. And like I said to you, that more advanced and aggressive role from Ndidi, instead of being a ball winner, being a playmaker in that centre of that midfield anchor... Him playing between the line of defence and attack is going to be key to Leicester. And I saw that very well and very well done by Ndidi, even if he wasn't 100% fit. Obviously, on to after the good, always comes the bad. And that was the second half. After their goal, granted, I have stated that before the goal, I think we're still good. We got the goal from KDH. We look good. Um I don't know if I stressed this enough, Chris, but just in case I didn't, I wanted to make sure I didn't know that the inability to defend as a team was a bad thing that we learned from this game. And it also coincidentally leads to Brandon's inability to see the team. Brandon, if I can see it, why can't you, mate? Come on, and you're getting paid. The old Leicester Haunters was what we also saw. And the last thing we unfortunately see is it's going to be another roller coaster of a season. But I ask you, Leicester fans, whether you go and start raving crazy saying Brendan in or Brendan out, would you have Leicester any other way? Maybe a little bit more heart, better bearing for the heart. But no, really, we wouldn't have this Leicester any other way. Let's face it, it's powerful at the end of the day. But there you go, Chris. There was the game summed up for you. Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. It is, and thank you very, very much, Brad. Uh, succinctly put, as always, and it made total sense. Um, and maybe one day, if we get some sponsorship, we can get you one of those Sky Sports news desks. 
I'll be like Oprah Winfrey, but tactics for everybody, tactics for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brew, welcome along. Uh, Leicester City can still win the league, of course, we can. Yes, definitely. Well said, that man. Well said, that man. Um, Indeed, Jeff, good evening. GDD was a bit rough on the ball today. Hoping it's not yeah. just rust. Hoping it's just rust. Sorry. Like the idea of his role, though. I, I think, like I say, he's not played for a long, long time in a competitive match. Uh, Jeff, um, you're new to the channel, I think. Welcome along. Sub and like if you can do. Much appreciated. Dan, you're in London, mate, on your kid's birthday. What the hell are you doing tuning in? But welcome along. Uh, Diamond, it wasn't a diamond equaliser. No, 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 no. No, we had plenty of time to throw it up, Dan. Yes, we did. We did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only the first game, though, so don't worry, fella. I'm not as worried about you as a Burnley fan losing every single member of your team, <laughs> having to put five aside team out at this point. But no, take what it means. Uh, take it what it means, uh, Dan. Have a great weekend in London with the with the family, and happy birthday to the to your son um, to, for yesterday. Um, yeah, and Dan, and Dan, last wishes to you, mate. And also, how, how was your draw against Luton, mate? Yes, I know. I know. I do. I've got a soft spot for Luton. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested to know how I did all his predictions now because I didn't take note of what I said at the time. So I've probably got these all wrong in my head. Don't ask about our predictions. All right, let's just move that. You know? yeah, we Steve, yeah, Steve's done well, but that's because Steve wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Bcom, if Charlie was on that. Uh, Tying, dying shot, tying shot, would have never gotten off. I would have subbed Mendy and Chowdhury, Madison, Tielemans. Um, was Chowdhury on the bench today? Not sure that he was. So we had Pratt on the bench. I think that it. I was on the bench. You had Dak on the bench. Ian at the show. I'm just having a look now. Um, no, he wasn't. Mendy was on the bench. Yeah, no, we had no no men, uh, no men. Yeah, sorry, Mendy was on the bench, but no Chowdhury, sorry. Um, and David agreed, indeed, he was definitely not at his best with passing off. I just, <laughs> I had to be very careful what you wrote there, David, apparently passing off. I, <laughs> I just with Brendan saw that and maybe uh, put in Mendy, who can be more progressive on the ball. He can, you got it, well, Indeed, he's the better stopper, but Mend is the better distributor of the ball. So you lose one and gain something, depending which which one uh, you put. Um, Dan said, I'm sat in the Premier Room with views of the London Eye. Oh, that's what I call it when I look down at the big smoke. <laughs> Tell Kate not to bend over, then you wouldn't see the London Eye, would you? Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. All, all I was going to say is I'm surprised they let Bernie in the Premier League. <laughs> I'm going to follow that with this. Did it work? It worked. There we go. There you go. Just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> done now, now. Um, Samari wasn't in the starting lineup. We are being linked with a swap deal with him for somebody else at Monaco. Um, 
but I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just so meant, so fed up with all the different links. It's getting it's getting boring now, you know. Um, everybody is coming on saying we're broke. We can't afford anybody. We're not broke, you know. And, I, and I'm fed up with saying this, uh, Brad. But we've got we've got the money. But we've got well, 26 players now because Schmeichel's gone. We've got 26 players that will not fit in to a 25 man Premier League squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why buy players when we've got too many players already? Schmeichel's okay. gone, and good luck to him. He goes with all our best wishes. Um, but we still got one more than we, we we're allowed. And yeah. you know why? Why spare? So we, we do one of two things: we either do a Barcelona. Basically, we go and we buy everybody, but we just can't register them. Now, that is not going to do us very good, A, with FFP, but B, it will bank up the club. Or we do what um, Leeds did, let's say. They did it well, didn't they? They gambled on getting into Europe and spent a fortune, and they didn't. And look look, look where they ended up. Um, So we're not broke. We've got sensible owners. And as annoying and as disappointing as it is, we've got a lot of players, and you'd agree with me this, um, uh, uh, Brad, that are on a lot of money that probably aren't worth it and we're probably not going to be able to get rid of. I'm just waiting for the clock to finish, Darren. It's nearly there and I'll say... Well, I, I didn't hear it. I'll carry on talking. And I think... No, there you go. There you go. Are you right? Yeah. Uh, it's chimed in with its opinion. I'm going to chime in with mine. I can make a load of them, jo- uh, load of them jokes, but we haven't got the time. Um, <laughs> the thing is, people are misconstruing Leicester's dire financial situation. No, the owners just don't want to take a loan out to go and give to Brendan to go and spend money on players on the hopes that we bring success. The mm. club is in the situation where they're going, right, you want to go out and improve this squad. And again, you take it to all the factors. We've got a 26-man squad that, that we only need 25 for. Um, we've got a very good squad. You know, and realistically, realistically, Leicester can ill afford to get rid of tenements and tell everybody else the rest aren't for sale again. And again, mm. on the performance of the people in question, you know, considering we've also lost two players through injury, Barnes not so bad, Ricardo, again, that's what well, more... Terry says there, Brad. You know, no need for Ricardo to be registered if he's out for six months. So we don't register him, but it still leaves us yep. 25 in a 25-man squad. So whether we yep. register Ricardo or not, and you can't unregister a player yeah. just he's out for six months, you know. Yeah, don't put him in. I mean, he's already in the in the Premier League squad, I believe. But, well, he's had to be to play today. But, um, you know, you wouldn't put him necessarily in well, Europe. We've not got it. So I don't think you can unregister players just because they're injured. Well, I think I think you can if you can say without not think that their injury is going to not allow them to play this until January because January obviously the registration period mm. goes in. So if we maybe if something happens and, and we decide to unregister him because he's injured, um, it doesn't matter anyway. You can't pick him even if registered or not. Even if you catch him registered, you can't pick him anyway. He's injured, but. If say something happens and God forbid it does, again, trucks a bit of there just to make sure. But say he regresses the injury and it becomes worse and he's not be back all season like Bertrand happened with him before it was a four week 
problem. Yeah. It turned out to be a season one. Uh, and Leicester would waste a spot. You might as well unregister him and, and, and judge it again in January. Is he going to play again? Is he going to stand any chance of playing? If he is brilliant, register him. You can do that. You take everything into account, Leicester would rather, you know, see mm. if they can get everything for Timmons, but if not, not worry about it because they can still register a player and he wouldn't get the side. You're asking a lot of clubs to do that in this side because we're not all Man Cities, we're not all Barca crooked owners, we're not oh, all, yeah. you know, Manchester, you know, polished turd, still a turd United because it doesn't matter who's in charge of them 10 hag, 12 hag, 9 hag, 8 hag, I don't care, still lose. Uh, you know, and, and that's the way it is in football. But let's roll. You know, the owners aren't broke. The club's not going to go into administration next season. No. It's just the case that the owners don't want to go and get a £250 million loan and say, Brent, got £250 million to go and armour it. We've, I think the reason the club smartly get the Madisons, the Fafanas and what and whatnot, five, six-year contracts and extensions on top of them is for the occasion we had for Tielemans. They kind of let that one slip through the net. Um. We still don't know what the outcome is. We still like some money on it. But in terms of where the club's going, you know, we asked this question at the end of the season when we were being asked about players from other clubs, weren't we, Chris? Would any of their starting eleven get into our team? And if the answer's no, then you've got no reason to, to go out there and purchase them. Apart from the obvious names, which we're never going to be able to afford, so you could, you don't even put realism. Uh, you know, take realism out. Not saying, oh, De Bruyne, obviously, getting all of that. You know what I mean? You're talking who we can get, who we can attract, and are they going to benefit us bringing them in and, and taking someone out of the squad? And the yeah. answer is yeah. seemingly no. Just to say that Aaron Ramsey, free signing um, for Nice, uh, has scored uh, on his debut. Um, nice were winning, but they did concede first. So, Maybe that was a corner that Schmeichel didn't come for. I don't no, know. Schmeichel's on the bench, I believe, for their first game. Oh, was he? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That joke, I, that I, joke I, fell flat. Uh, no, Brendan no. Rodgers explains Pats and Dacca for Kieran Dewsbury Hall substitution in Brentford draw. Um, Brendan Rodgers replaced Kieran Dewsbury Hall with Pats and Dacca to try to counteract changes made by Brentford boss Thomas Frank. Uh, the Leicester City boss made just a single substitution during the 2-2 opening weekend draw, uh, taking off goalscorer Dewsbury Hall and placing Dakar up front alongside Jamie Vardy. But it not, did not help City take back control of the game and Brentford used their momentum to score a late equaliser. Um, so that, that's why, you know, in, in his eyes, and let's be honest with you, you know, the, I don't know what the what the attendance was today, but there's probably 32,000 managers sat in that ground that maybe 31 and a half would have done something different. Um, yeah, but, but it does concern me a little bit, Chris. Why is he insisting that when a team gets the bit between the team, why is he insisting on trying to defensive and counter it? Why didn't he keep rest of attacking? Because, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but unless it was straight up, I don't remember Danny Ward having to make the save to lad till we balls the Growing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to start treating defensive growings as a emergency get out of jail. I'd rather us mm. launch it 40 yards up the pitch 
and, and, and one of them get ahead of it, put it out for another throw in or, or a loose ball, then just throwing it five yards and it bounces off someone's chest and leaves it to a goal like it did. I'm not saying that's Absolutely. exactly how it played out, but that's pretty much how it came about, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was always told the best form of defence is attack. But, yeah. you know, there we go. You do look very posh sat there in your uh, <laughs> in your in your Chesterfield, leather Chesterfield bound chair. Um, it's all, it's all sugar. You're tired. It's all I've, got a, I've got a crushed bandicoot shirt on. Oh, <laughs> well, that, that kind of ruins the image now. <laughs> I know, but that's why I sit like this, so it just puts it up here. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we're back anyway. Love it or hate it. This is Leicester, like you say. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Get your headache pills. I think we're going to have a bit of an up and down season. Uh, let's not let's not get too excited over the um over the one result after you know 69 minutes. We would have been going mad if we'd lost it, but you know, we didn't. We didn't. And you know Brendan got it wrong with the substitutes again, but he goes on what he feels, you know, it's right. And that's what he gets paid the big bucks for. Um Lester till I die even evening, Richo, how the devil are you? Welcome along for thanks for joining us. I'll just leave with this one, Brad. Um, last thing before we go, that I was, I was saying for the last few seasons, like like two seasons and three seasons ago, it was only really ourselves, and then maybe in the second season a little bit of West Ham that were trying to go th- get through that door that said top six on it. Yeah. Just the two of us. Uh, now you've got a rejuvenated Tottenham, a rejuvenated Arsenal. You've got. Um, um, West Ham, uh, you've got other clubs that are doing well. There's more clubs all trying to get through that door at the same time, causing a bit of a bit of a backlog. And we've got to remember that, you know. Um, I just sometimes think we've got to accept, like you said earlier, you know, we're, we are not Man City. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is something that I actually echoed back when we were, before we played in it, but it was the season we were in the Champions League. And I said, Leicester didn't just change football. They changed the perspective of how other fans and other clubs will see football mm. because it was, maybe the two horses changed every so often, but it was usually guaranteed the premiership was a two-horse race. You could mm. argue it's still to a degree like that. There's always a team that sits third always ends up more than way off. You know, unless you're Spurs, where you do it on the last day, you do it in style. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you know, we said this maybe looks if you're a Southampton fan or you know if you're a you know a West Ham fan or an Everton fan. I know mm. certain teams like you know fans like that team now might be counting blessings are in the uh, Premiership, but you know still it applies even though the name the horses have changed. The same names apply. These teams need to keep having you know yeah you know seasons because for each two or three seasons Leicester improve. Unfortunately, no matter how much we're blessed for our owners, the Tottenham's, the Arsenal's, the Manchester United's, the Liverpool's, and and you know the Man City's are making more money and they're finding a way to do what we accomplished in three seasons, one season. Let's go out and spend 150 million and, and they sell, let's say, say sell Tillemans and Fafana, whatever next season, sell yeah. Fafana or uh, whatever. 
unless they're going to buy three good players, Man City could sell half their reserve for double that yeah. and go out and spend it, and that's why they buy a Harvard. Now, I've not, I'm not, I'm not going to do a stats thing at all. And I, as you know, I've not, as you've seen, I've not put the stats up, and I could read them all out. But I mean, the only stat is the two-two. All I will say is that it wasn't one of those games where I'm going to be moaning because as a Premier League side, we've only got you know two shots on goal. But what we'll do, I do want to read some figures out for you, and it's not no. 36, 24, 36. In 2014. 15 season, we finished 14th. Mm-hmm. We followed that by finishing first. We then finished 12th. Then we finished 9th. Then we finished 9th again. Then we finished 5th. Then we finished 5th again. And then we finished 8th last season. How many clubs would die to have that Premier League record? Probably. Three quarters of them. Three quarters, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the big six won't, but yeah, that is not a bad. This is less to remember. That is not a bad, you know, history to have in the Premier League, is it? No, no, it's not. And I think, you know, I didn't, I didn't come on and do this, but I have been asked where where do I see Leicester finishing the season, and no matter what happens in our between now and the end of August, in terms of players in and out. Um, which I'll be honest, at Leicester, I don't see anybody else going. Leicester are in that position with their contract levels. But, yeah. any, anyhow, I digress. Um, I'd have said seven. I'd be happy with seven. I'm going to, I'm going to ask this of you, um, just as it's a one-off. Um yeah, as David said, when you put it like that, Chris, it's tough to disagree with you. It is, and we forget that sometimes, you know. We forget how good we really, really are. Um, but I want to, <laughs> I want to, after this, just ask you for your bottom three for the season. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Who, which three have you got going down this season, Brad? That's um, Forest, Forest, and Forest. <laughs> Funny enough, Josh had Forest going down that I did the prediction show with. <laughs> I've probably changed this, no doubt, in my head. Every time yeah, I'm sure like, we will. Yeah, 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 of course. I think you always seem to name like your five teams, the same five teams you get picked. might not be any, in a particular order, but you'll always pick the same five teams because it's teams you think have got a chance to get the game. Southampton, honestly, mm-hmm. not like we could have a struggle. Like I say, got performed by top. Um... I think Southampton will go down. Forest, Southampton. Um, and I'm going to say... Fulham. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have um, uh, uh, probably wouldn't agree with, disagree with you. Uh, I have actually gone uh, Leeds, Bournemouth and Southampton. So... It is be interesting to see 
Uh, Leeds obviously oh. threw a spanner in the works by, by winning today. <laughs> I know, and and I hate myself. You do not know. I said to Josh when we were doing it, because he put he put Forest as I think um bottom, I think he did. Um that as I I hate myself for not doing it, but I have got them as sort of 15th, 16th. So they could they could easily drop into that. Um Mark Ashton um Smith, Man United Football Club, okay, okay. Who won? I think it was Brighton, wasn't it? If my memory serves me right. Ours was two two. Ours was two two. Dead cheddar, good evening, sir. Welcome along. Evening all. Uh, 2-0 to 2-2 and shaking my head. Seems like classic Leicester City. It does indeed. Uh, to end on a positive, we always like to end on a positive. Um, <clears throat> that's why I used to have uh, uh, <laughs> battery chickens. Positive. Yeah, never mind. Um, to end on a positive, the opening match has left me more satisfied for the future than last season's first match. Yeah, it did. We played better and got a one and got a 2-2. Than we played last season and got a 1-0. Um, at least, as I say, looking at that 45, first 45, I know we have got it in us um, for the rest of the season. Um, Brad, thank you very much, sir. No worries, buddy. For coming in. We're, we're back. Premier League is back. Uh, you are back. Where can people find you uh, and your channel? And have you got any shows coming up? Hey. Uh, Cheers, Chris. First of all, for having us on. Uh, love, love getting back to the tactics. Yeah, uh, I have got shows coming up uh, from my channel, A Matter of Opinion. It's where you can come and voice your opinion, no matter what you think of it, what it is. It, you know, no opinion is right or wrong. It's there for you to voice your opinion. It's just topics, uh, weekly topics that are done. I will be doing a show on Thursday about Disney, Pixar, that sort of general um area of movie theories we're talking theories fan theories theories that discussed online good and bad theories the start ones that'd be an interesting show uh and yeah and if you want to find that youtube channel you can follow me on twitter that's at full-time focus there's no hyphen and, and whatnot in it it's all one word it's all at, it's just at full-time focus uh you'll follow me on twitter give me a follow there and the link's in the bio so yeah go and check it out um, and subscribe if you enjoy it. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you very much, young man. Um, I will see you, if I don't see you before, I will see you next Saturday for the Arsenal game. Yeah, and that'd be a joy to the, hopefully. We might just, I might just forget to, 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 to turn, turn the internet on after the game. We'll see. I know that, I know that day, mate. I know that day. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Thanks very much. All the best. Take care, mate. Thanks. Thanks to Brad. And as always, loving loving his tactics section. Absolutely knows what he's talking about, which is more than I do most of the time. Probably all of the time, if I'm honest with you. Uh, that, that's it for the weekend. 2-0 up. Looking good. Brilliant first half. Oh, dear. Uh, Leicester are back. The Premier League is back. <sighs> It feels like it's never been away now. The Premier League is back and we've got it all covered here on Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe. Oh, yeah, it's Arsenal up next. Um, but not up next for me, 7 o'clock tomorrow, 7 p.m. That is not in the morning. 
7 p.m. Uh, we will be um, doing our Premier League review show. Uh, it used to be at 9 o'clock. Uh, it's going to 7 o'clock because at 9 o'clock moving forward, we're going to be doing a Women's Super League uh, review show at 9 o'clock. So Monday nights are going to be review nights. Um, 7 o'clock tomorrow, though, John Sinclair. Do you remember him? Good old Leicester City reporter. Uh, back in the day, will be joining us with Lou and looking back at all the weekend's games, include, including this one, of course. Thank to, to everybody who was kind enough to um, tune in and watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe to the station if you haven't, as I say, and please be sure to smash the likes. It does help with the old YouTube algorithms. And if you've been listening to this on Catch Up on your favourite podcast station, Thank you so very much again. We really do appreciate it. See you tomorrow night at 7. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Take care. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Goodbye now. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in a participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.